caught. Williams, touchdown. Kansas City jumps on top. Under pressure, going to throw it deep. Has his man open down the middle of the field. And he's got it. A.J. Brown to the end zone for the touchdown. And we are back. This is episode three of the DLC. It's been a little while, but uh, but we got a banger for you today. What's up, DJ and Mike? What's up, man? Just hanging in there, you know, just maintaining. Feels like forever we've been in quarantine, but uh, yeah, I'm excited about today's episode. The takes are going to fly for sure. Yeah, same here. Just trying to maintain my sanity, but a uh, lot of things to talk about, especially with baseball and basketball returning as well. So I'm excited to talk about a few things here. Yeah, actually, I mean, this is, it's a crazy week. We actually have baseball and basketball back. Did you guys catch any of the, uh, any of the games? No, I haven't, but I've been seeing tons of uh, like pictures and things like that of like the cardboard cutouts in the stands <laughs> and uh, stuff like that. So uh, it's pretty weird to see that, but um, it's pretty weird. At, yeah, at least they're playing ball again. So yeah, I'm thankful for that. Yeah, it's, it's fun watching Lakers again. Deion yeah. Waiters looking good. Yeah, yeah, it was a close game too at the end, right? Yeah, Kuzma uh, had a good game today. He was, I was, I was, I was a little iffy after the Mavs game, but against Orlando, I mean, they they were they were killing Orlando. Starters look great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jr. had a nice little uh, alley oop to uh, Dwight Howard. That was pretty nice. And Jr. Smith. Is it's just leader. nice seeing highlights, you know. Yeah. yeah Finally, like, actual, <laughs> like some real highlights. Like, yeah, that's something that actually happened, you know, recently. So that's nice. Yeah. And baseball is back. That's that that's been weird. Like no fans in the stands. It's so different. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there are I've seen like clips of, you know, like an afternoon weekday game in like Florida. <laughs> and it really doesn't look too different, you know. Those stands are pretty empty for those games. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it at least that they're playing and uh you know we have something to watch possibly bet on so that's always nice yeah dodgers lost today but they did well i mean their first game was really good um mookie Betts is dope oh yeah 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 he signed that monster 12 year 365 million dollar contract extension so he's basically going to be a dodger for life pretty much right locked in locked in yeah Great signing. <laughs> Love that it's uh we we took him away from Boston too of all yeah. the teams. Yeah. <laughs> in that game without the crowds, you could hear like Jock Peterson saying like get like fuck fuck like two or three times, like super clear <laughs> on the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a very interesting, man. Yeah, Weird. for sure. But um I'm just happy Kershaw's back MRI was clean. Hopefully he'll be okay. All right, so actually, big news just happened. Um, the uh, NFL Players Association, NFL, they made an agreement. So the season is on, fellas. Okay, within 10 days, players can opt out. Um, now, they'll get a stipend if they're like high-risk medical. They'll get 350 k for the year. Everyone else who opts out, they'll get 150 k Salary cap is, you know, going to maintain this year and next year. It can't be lower than like 175 million. So that was one of the things that they were talking about. Now there are some changes, though. We got training camp rosters. 
80 people max, 80 players. Uh, I think they can do 90 if they like split up the groups and stuff. But but yeah, it's just 80 players, no preseason, but otherwise otherwise a full season with uh, testing, like daily testing for like two weeks, I think. And then they'll kind of adjust and uh, see how they go. But, but hey, full season is on for now. Yeah, man, that's honestly great news. Um, it was they, you know, got pretty close to the start of training camp before they made the agreement. But yeah, I mean, they finally um, both signed the agreement. And uh, as of now, uh, we're going to have a season. So yeah, great news all around. Yeah, there's also actually, you know, a couple of changes uh, we should probably mention because the IR is changed. Because this year, the teams can return an unlimited number of players from IR in 2020. Wow. Wow. That'll that'll be interesting. Yeah, I think a lot of teams, I mean, I'm looking at Bill Belichick, of course, but I'm sure they'll find a way to maybe, you know, use that to their advantage, you know, um, in terms of rostering away players or kind of protecting other players from getting poached and things like that. So, um, I'm interested to see how it all plays out. Um, obviously this season is going to be pretty extraordinary in terms of, I think, injury or quote unquote injury. Oh, it's going to be wild. Yeah. It's going to be wild. Mm -hmm. Do you think we have to make any sort of, uh, rule adjustments or anything in our league in specific to all this? You know what I mean? Like if a guy just has to quarantine because of COVID and all that's like, I don't know, just clogging up roster spots and making more exceptions. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely in redraft, there should be some adjustments. I think in our situation, our rosters are, you know, that's true. So deep. Yeah, that's true. Well, for some of us, it might be deep, deeper than others. Um, yeah. But I mean, we do have large rosters. We sizes, do. So we do. Yeah. Um, um, ideally, we should be, you know, more than ever, uh, depending on our depth this year i mean i've heard suggestions of maybe yeah like expanding ir spots making ir spots returnable i mean in our league once you put a player on ir he's done for the season so you cannot restore him to your roster at any point during the regular season but you know i've heard of that as a possible addition to help with all these covid tests yeah i mean i mean in the real nfl the players can return from ir after three weeks this year, the teams are going to have three weeks of practice to decide whether to activate a player designated to return. So I think it's, yeah, we could neither kind of go a couple of ways, right? I mean, would you rather go from two IR to four and keep it as it is? Or would you rather, for example, keep it at two, but have those returnable after maybe a few weeks? I think having the returnable after a few weeks makes more sense. Yeah. I'd be happy with either going forward. So now that's IR, but there is a separate exempt list just for COVID, right? So a player diagnosed with COVID is going to go on this separate list. The teams get a roster exemption after a player with COVID gets the clearance to return. The roster exemption for one week if the player had that was on the COVID list for like less than four weeks or a roster exemption for two weeks if that player was on that list for more than four weeks. It's going to be a wild season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, I mean, you know, you, we might see whole like lineups of teams 
you know, testing positive at the same time, especially given, you know, the nature of football. Everyone's just up close all the time, you know, next to each other, you know, there's always physical contact. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think more than ever, you better hope that you have the guys up and down your roster that can take advantage of uh, some of those situations. Yeah, man. Well, you know, the the NBA is doing it. The MLB is doing its thing. But why do I feel so not confident in the NFL being able to pull this off? I mean, it's tough because the NBA, at least they have the bubble, right? That bubble is working. Yeah, it's definitely working. But I don't know, you know, you're having all these teams flying still, you know, to different cities, um, large staff, large rosters. It's tough it, in terms of testing. I think that'll be key. Um, but yeah, it'll be wild. I hope more than anything that at least we have a full season because at this point it's up in the air if we're going to even have the full season. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting. Now, after they made this, after this came out, um, and we learned about the opt-out clause, we did have our first opt-out. Actually, it was kind of immediately after the agreement, and that's the Chiefs' uh, right guard, uh, Lauren Duvernay Tardif. So he's actually there's been like four NFL players who have been actual medical doctors, and only one on the current active player. Uh, list which is this guy so he's leaving like what 2.75 million he was supposed to make this year and instead he's gonna get the 150k but um it's interesting the one nfl player who's a medical doctor is like yep i'm out (laughs) (laughs) yeah well he you know um he says he's doing it for very noble purposes which is to continue to fight on the front line against covid but you know what's crazy uh wait did you guys watch that e60 on alex smith no i didn't no i didn't i watched a little bit you didn't watch it okay you guys need to watch it i think it's I saw, called project i saw 11. his like hamburger leg yeah you know, pictures yeah. of that that was crazy dude no but it's good you guys gotta watch it the alex smith uh e60 mm-hmm. okay after you watch that and then you realize that today he was medically cleared for full activity is going to blow your mind. Yeah, that's pretty Dude, insane. This guy almost had to have his legs amputated. Like it was literally that that close. Like the next step. Gosh. He the leg would have had to be amputated and now he's he's rehabbed from that and he's actually cleared to like do physical activity. It, it's it's mind-blowing. Yeah, big ups to the doctors, the surgeons and uh, all the medical professionals that pretty much put in all the work to uh, get him back to where he is. Of course, you know, Alex Smith, I'm sure worked his ass off as well, but it is kind of crazy, you know, where we're at in terms of medical science that someone could get such a catastrophic injury and then still possibly play on the NFL field again. Yeah. And yet we can't stop like the simple virus (laughs) from destroying our planet. (laughs) Okay, we got some breaking news today, though. Um, the Seattle Seahawks have traded Bradley McDougal, uh, 2021 first-round pick and a third-round pick, a 2022 first-round pick, 
for Jamal Adams and a fourth, I think. Two firsts. Two firsts is what it takes to get one of, you, one of these stars, one of these studs. Yeah, crazy trade. Um, I think the Jets got really good compensation for uh, trading away Jamal. Seems like that's what it takes these days to get somebody. But at the same time, who was the, the guy that went to the Eagles? Darius Slay? What did he get yeah. traded for? Uh, not a lot, I don't not think. Not a lot, right? Yeah. So kind of, you know, they gave away a lot to, to get him. But at the same time, it felt like they could have got him for a little bit cheaper, too, when you look at trades like Darius Slay and some other some other people as well. Right, yeah. I mean... I guess that's what it costs to get, you know, quote unquote star, but two firsts and a third for kind of a in the box safety, you know, he's a hybrid player, but, uh, you know, I don't know how much value that is really. And of course you could always say in the draft, it's always a crapshoot anyway. You might spend those first round picks on safeties and never get a player as good as Jamal Adams, but Seattle's definitely trading away a good amount for Jamal and then they're going to have to sign him long term otherwise you know everything is for naught um so okay in a vacuum I might in a vacuum I might say that just from a value perspective it's an overpay somewhat but I think in this situation I think I like it and I think I like it because Seattle's in a position where they do have to replace the, the kind of dominance that Earl Thomas had, right? They're very different. Earl Thomas was obviously, you know, in the coverage and making the plays on the back end. Um, Jamal Adams is going to get you sacks, right? And, you know, Seattle, they really suck ass at making first-round picks. So I think the last good one they made was Earl Thomas, which is 10 years ago. Ever since then, okay, maybe Bruce Irvin, that was Okay, good. But everyone, like literally the rest of our first round picks, they're disastrous. So they're just giving away two of them and getting this stud. He's only 24. They can sign him long term. He can be a, you know, a foundation. So I think it, I think in this scenario, I don't, I like it. But yeah, I mean, you could, or you could have gotten like DeAndre Hopkins and Chandler Jones for basically nothing for free. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what did uh, what did Minka Fitzpatrick go for? Uh, just a first rounder, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of looking at that deal and Jamal Adams' deal, uh, looks like the Steelers got a pretty big steal. Le'Veon was kind of butt hurt. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Le'Veon can be butt hurt about uh, teammates like you know <laughs> demanding trades and like sitting out whole seasons and shit. You know? It's like, bro, don't you remember what you did? Yeah. You know what you did. It's like, yeah, he, he told me to come play on this team and now he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember when you were on a 13-3 and Steelers team and then decided to just hold out for the entire year because of money? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know Mike remembers that year too. Yeah. God damn I mean, it. Luckily, you on. had James Conner. God damn it. Pretty good in replacement. But yeah, man. I mean, it would have been nice to have both when James Conner went down uh, right before fantasy playoffs. But thanks a lot, Le'Veon. All right, so for this... 
this episode, we got uh, we got a very fun thing that we're gonna do. We're gonna go through our league and just do a you know a quick uh, power rankings of how we feel they are currently ranked. I think we should start from the bottom and work our way to the top. Hey, okay. if any of you guys are listening, don't be too sad about... <laughs> yeah, we know you're trying your best, okay? We know you're trying your best. We got nothing but love for everyone, for all of you, respect. Brian Lee's team's the worst, right? I mean, objectively... You know, just in terms of games won and lost and points scored over the last few years. Yeah, he's definitely, I'd say he's he's earned that spot. Um, and, you know, we were talking about this earlier. That he does have some good players, you know, uh, Mixon, uh, Chris Godwin. But I don't know if those guys are enough to, you know, cover for the other deficiencies on his roster. Yeah, I would definitely say he probably is or has the worst team currently in our league. But I think in his defense, I don't think he's made like a lot of questionable picks. He's just kind of been really unlucky in a lot of certain spots too. A lot of injuries, um, you know, there's not much you can do when uh, Darius Christ gets injured or uh, a couple of high receiver picks. Like I think he had multiple high receiver picks that just didn't work out. And I think they, those picks that he made, uh, he didn't reach or anything for those players, but just didn't work out, if anything. So a little bit of uh, unluckiness, but yeah, uh, it is what it is. I, I would agree. Highly drafted wide receivers not working out. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> Never happened to me. Never happened to me, that's for sure. I mean, he, he has, like, his team, he has good players. Like, they're not a lot of, there aren't a lot of, bad players um you know i mean i think kirk cousins is like the epitome of that classification right i mean he's good and that's it not great <laughs> like mixon he's, I the, mean, he's the 20 point 20 points a game score you know at quarterback which is average is nice but you know sometimes you need more he just that. doesn't have studs he needs studs the closest he has to yeah. stud is like you know mixon Mixon, yeah. I mean, Godwin, he, oh, Godwin he boomed. Too. He boomed yeah. last year for sure. Godwin for sure. Yeah, but... Uh, and then that's it. Yeah. He has some guys like, you know, Gesicki, Knox, um, at tight end who... Oh, yeah, he has Janu too, right? We'll see. Uh, right now, as it is, he's definitely probably going to look at another high pick uh, at the end of next season. So who's the second worst team? Uh, I, I, my personal pick for that would probably be Dan, Dan Pack's team, Chedim's team. You know, he picked number one overall last year. He obviously, his last year didn't really pan out for him. Um, he has Clyde Edwards, but you know, David Johnson, who knows how much he has left. He's going to get fed carries obviously, because he was involved in that. Texans Arizona trade for DeAndre Hopkins, but who's a starter? You know, Drew, Drew Brees might have a year or two left. Baker coming off a really down year. Baker didn't pan out the way that uh, that he hoped. Yeah, exactly. Um, and his receivers are just—he's got Boyd. Really Boyd is no, good. Boyd is good. He's 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 kind of like a good slot receiver. Right. 
Um, but he's he'll he'll get the targets, I think, especially with Joe Burrow. Um, after that, oh, he's got a Rob. A Rob is his. Yeah, a Rob yeah, is good. A Rob yeah. is. His he has stud. a pretty good receiving stable. Just the running backs are a bunch of question marks. Um, but yeah. Yeah, and then Rugs. Who knows what you know? Rugs is going to return for him at least for this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean that he would be my pick. Um, for probably the next worst team. I don't really argue much with where you have him there. I think for me personally, I would put Jemin's team in the number 11. And I think that's just because potentially if a couple of Dan's draft picks can pan out from this year, uh, it could it could be very helpful to his team. Jemin, he's made a very questionable trade recently. <laughs> <laughs> with with you, DJ. With who? <laughs> uh, what is that? that? That actually hurt his team uh, more than it helped. But aside from Barkley, oh, gosh, I mean, he's got Saquon. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to argue with you, DJ. Yeah. What do you think about number 10, Mike? Um, I agree with DJ with Dan's team being the second worst, and then I would probably put Chemin in there after that. And the reason, the only reason being is because he has... He has Barkley. He has George Kittle. Uh, wide receiver core or stable is pretty pretty solid. So I just feel yeah, like yeah, having still has... having Saquon is yeah is huge. Yeah. yeah, so that that just kind of edges him out over over Dan for me. After Jemin, I definitely put put Hyun, If anything, I I I can't really argue with that. Um, Chemin, you know, what do you think about his wide receiving core? Yeah, he has a lot of like, you know, he drafted Judy, uh, Jefferson, um, Gallup is kind of well. Last year he had a breakout, but of course they added um, uh, they added C.D. Lamb this year, so who knows? It might be a little crowded there. Uh, he has Greg Kittle, which is huge. You know, um, arguably the number one tight end uh, asset in Dynasty. Um, so he has, he has those blue chip players, at least, you know, a couple of them where you can depend on them for, I mean, hopefully years. Um, but his quarterback situation isn't great. You know, Garoppolo, maybe Darnold, you know, will be starting at times for him. Um, and, you know, it's my opinion that to win in the league, you don't have to have like, you know, like a smash a uh, quarterback like Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes that you start every week, but, but you do you need, need better. Than yeah, Sam you Darnold. need. <laughs> yeah, you you need production when it comes down to it, and so yeah, that hurts him for sure. Herbert, if he pans out, could be really helpful. We'll see about that, but um, yeah, I he has a lot of the exciting first round wide receivers this year. So uh, if if just one of those guys pans out, it'd be really good for him. Uh, on top of uh, having Thielen and uh, even uh, Michael Gallup or Crowder there. Does um, does Jemin own any more of your picks, Mike? No, He's thank done. God. Now, Dan yeah. still owns next year's picks from Richard, right? Yes, yes. the first round. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just the first? Yeah, he gets a 2021 first and second round pick as well. Yeah, so next year Dan has Richard and Doug's um, first and second round picks. Right, so mm-hmm. if Dan can hopefully uh, do well with those picks as well, then you know he could 
put his team in a good position for some future growth. But as it is right now, his team's pretty bad. Yeah, I agree. Hyun, ah, yeah. I mean, he's super lucky that Cam signed with the Patriots right now. Yeah, I mean, he was going into the season looking at, you know, maybe starting Dwayne Haskins from week to week. I mean, I know Haskins and Locke, you know, there's some noise there, you know, with Locke. I think a lot of people are kind of expecting big things from him because of the addition of all the weapons, you know, Cortland Sutton and then Jerry Judy, uh, uh, Melvin Gordon. But he still hasn't, you know, shown it yet, you know. Um, So there's a lot of question marks there. He has Zeke, but that's pretty much it. You know, in terms of his running backs, maybe Jordan Howard. Uh, is Lamar Miller on a team? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think he's training to get back into the league at some point, uh, which I'm sure he will, you know, with the way the season is going to go. I'm sure we'll see a lot of, you know, free agent pickups in the season. Um, but yeah, uh, he has DJ Moore, you know, great player. You know, good dynasty prospect. Yeah, he has more and Lockett, mm-hmm. and uh, and just got CD Lamb. Yeah, he drafted CD. Ty is getting pretty old, and his tight ends just have been super inconsistent. Yeah, I'm pretty high on Hawkinson though. I think he. I don't, I'm not sure if he's gonna break out this year, but possibly the third or fourth year, or third year at least. I think he was such but... a tease last year after the first, know, after the very I beginning. Know. He didn't do nothing. After I mean, that. it's you know the way it is with tight ends; they just don't develop as quickly as a lot of you know some of these other positions, right? So usually you have to wait what at least three years, and then hope for a breakout after that. Um, sometimes longer. So uh, I do still like Hawkinson. Um, yeah. No, I do too. I mean, and when Hunter Henry is healthy, like he's been great, but I mean, he's just always injured. So yeah, so I agree. Pion fits right in at the ninth rank position in this power rankings. And I think with those four dudes, those four, the four worst teams in the league. I'm sorry, guys. Hey, the four the four worst teams in the league. Uh, I nothing but love. Okay, um, but um, I think that kind of rounds out the tier because I think uh, those four guys are the are the worst, like hands down. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> um, you know, barring you know something extraordinary. Hey, you're so like cold blooded with this. You're just so matter of fact. Like, yes, I agree completely. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just well, okay, let's be real. Like when you go into the season, there are, there are teams where you're not really worried about um which is you know, I mean I was those I you know, I was one of those teams for many years, you know, like and even myself going into the season, I knew like okay, I'm not going to compete for the playoffs this year. I just don't have the players or whatever. So, um for for them it's uh no offense. We're just trying to be objective at evaluating your guys' rosters. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, those are probably some of the weakest teams in our league right now. It's science. It's just <laughs> science. Yeah. You know, uh, don't, don't take it the wrong way, guys. <laughs> so who do you guys have next? Number eight. 
you know, it's starting to get to the point where I feel like a lot of these teams or it's kind of hard right here. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you never know, I think. Uh, and also depending on our divisional structure and things like that, um, some teams can sneak in even if their team isn't that great. Uh, but yeah, it looks like here you had Han at that, at the number eight spot. I mean, you did trade him Julio Jones, you know, this year and you, you don't think that he's a lock for the playoffs this year. I mean, I, I hope not because <laughs> I have his first round <laughs> pick next year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, the interesting thing about, uh, the trade that I did with him is that he keeps the picks that he made this year, which was a good draft for him. Yeah, it was a good draft for him. And so, you know, I, I because of that, I was like, okay, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely needing, you know, a good haul of picks in the future then. But yeah, I think it kind of depends on, you know, how you think Gurley's going to do, because that's, that's going to be a big part of his offense. Um, because Jonathan Taylor is not going to do, you know, much right away. And, um, and, you know, we've seen that Kamara can be inconsistent when the team around him is being inconsistent. His uh, wide receivers, you know, he's got Mike Evans, but now he's got Julio. Behind that, you know, I, we don't know how Diggs is going to do. Scary Terry did well, but, you know, he's still just going to a second year. I don't think playoffs is a lock. Yeah. I think it's worth mentioning that any team starting from Han and basically the rest of our league, if if they stay healthy, uh, could definitely be just any given Sunday on uh, who, who wins there. Han's team, I'd, I'd kind of be worried about facing, especially because I feel like Jonathan Taylor is going to come on the second half of the season, if anything. And if his team does stay fully healthy, I'd, I'd be kind of afraid to, to play his team because he could definitely... Uh, just have a nice, you know, just one solid good day and all of a sudden you're done. Yeah, the the combo of Todd Gurley and Kamara um, with the prospect of Jonathan Taylor kind of coming on at the end of the season, it is pretty scary. Um, but, you know, at quarterback, he has, I imagine probably is going to be starting Josh Allen more often than not, maybe Carson Wentz uh, here and there. I think overall, maybe not the best depth on his roster, but at each starting position, he has some good players. I think, yeah, he's, I, I agree with you guys that in, in terms of this area, it's not saying that they can't do some damage, but, you know, they need to get either lucky with their injury luck, you know, no injuries, or I feel like they're, these types of teams can kind of have their seasons derailed pretty quickly. I don't know. I go back and forth in this spot between, Really, any of like Han or Mingyu or Danny Yoon, to be honest with you, or or BK, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Um, they all kind of share a common trait at this, you know, this kind of area is that they have really strong running backs. You know, Danny has um, Dalvin Cook, uh, Derrick Henry, obviously. Um, Mark Ingram was really good last year before he got injured. Um, and, uh, you know, Brian has Nick Chubb, uh, Kenyon Drake. And so, like, all of those guys, of course, John has Christian McCaffrey, you know, enough said. So all of those guys, and he, we saw that last year, too. You know, they, oftentimes, they just carried the week for them. Um, and in our league, 
that's so valuable. So when you have those, you know, really top end running backs, they can hide a lot of flaws on your team. Yeah. So, you know, Han's team is, it, it looks not bad, but it's hard to argue with a team that ended up with the, you know, second overall pick in the draft. All right. Your second overall pick for a reason. Yeah. I mean, some of that is, you know, just luck of, you know, the, that's the way head to head works, right? You face, sometimes you make, you'll lose a week that you were the second highest scoring team, right? Um, so yeah, Han, I think wasn't necessarily deserving. He wasn't necessarily the very worst team from top to bottom or the second worst team from top to bottom, but he did, he was able to reload. So depending on how his players plan out, he might be there in the playoffs. Yeah, Mingyu finished with the same record as Jemin, right? Yeah. Oh man. I'm just like looking at this. Dude, John Chay went five and eight last year. But he scored like nineteen hundred points. Well, it's because Gordon was out, right? Yeah, Gordon was holding out for a little while. He had the same record as Chemin, who had, who only scored fifteen hundred and eighty-three points. What we've learned is that uh, even if you have Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, your team can still suck. Yeah, I well, we definitely saw evidence of that last year for sure. Like he had CMC <laughs> and he had Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was tearing it up, and uh, and he didn't even make playoffs. Yeah, that's 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 a tough one, man. That's a tough one, but at the same time, fuck you, Mingyu. You're a three time champion, so <laughs> <laughs> you can sit a couple playoffs out here. Yeah. There. So I have John as the number seven. Number seven. Overall power rankings, John Che. All right. Um, number six, going to the top half. Mm. Don't say my name. <laughs> I think you're, yeah, I, I don't know. I think you're pretty de- deserving of that spot there. Yeah, you're, you're closer to six than you are to How one. How dare you? Let's just say that. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but I mean, there's there could be an argument to be made um, either way. But yeah, I'd probably put you here uh, mostly because of the Julio Jones trade. Um, if you still had Julio, that's a pretty huge asset for at least this season or for the next couple seasons. But um, you did trade him away. You got you know a pretty good haul in return. But uh, yeah, I mean, as of if we're going to wait this season or the immediate future, uh, yeah, you're, I, I would say you're probably around here at number six. Yeah, my uh, basically before last year's draft, I you know, made myself a plan to because my team was getting pretty old at that point. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to get youth and kind of rebuild my team over like a two year span. And uh, it's going to take me more like three years, uh, not two, hence the Julio trade. But um, but yeah, my, my team is pretty young right now uh, overall. So I definitely want to keep building in the draft and, um, you know, make strategic trades to, uh, to get rid of some of the veterans. Um, like Julio is going to tear it up this year. And maybe for the next, you know, two, three years. Um, like he's still going to be solid. Uh, but you know, I'm 
I'm actually, you know, just shifting gears a little bit. So if anyone wants, um, what do I have? Uh, Edelman or Deshaun Jackson, Jackson. D you know, or Tom Brady, Tom, Tom, Mr. Tom Brady. What a bargain. What a steal. Jack Doyle. Jack, Mr. Jack Doyle. Yeah, you want any of these guys, just let me know. I'll give you a good deal. Gio Bernard. Come on down to the used car lot. <laughs> Get your deals here, you know. man. Yeah. So, okay, fine. I humbly accept my power ranking as uh, as number six. All I can say is I'm in the, you know, I'm in the top six. So, yeah, all you bottom, bottom feeder, bottom six teams can suck it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I also, I put you here because, um, yeah, it's also, I weigh future draft capital and you got quite a bit of it from the Julio trade. So I think if you make some good picks like you did last year uh, with DK and uh, Josh Jacobs and AJ Brown, then yeah, I'm definitely looking up for your team. I always make good picks uh, sometimes. Sometimes 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> oh man, I've made some catastrophic picks. Yeah, I mean we uh, we all have. That's just part of the part of the game. Okay. So now we're getting into the top five. Who's number five? Who's number five overall? Probably between BK and Danny Yoon. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. Um Yeah, I I really don't like Brian's uh receiving receiving core right now um he has keenan allen who just lost his you know like that crazy connection that he had with philip rivers and how rivers would literally just pepper him with targets like every single game i mean keenan allen's a great player but i think that offense is going to look a little different um so that and uh who else does he have? He drafted Denzel Mims. Oh yeah, of course, Bashad Perriman, his <laughs> playoff hero. Perriman, he still has him. Yeah, but his team is the uh, you know the championship uh, runner-up, the finalist. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean he had a good run for like the you know sixth time or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean he had a he had a good run, um, but he did make the playoffs with a six and seven record as the. Uh, I feel How like was that? How was that in possible? their conference, in their conference, there was like four people around that record, like five and oh eight, six and seven. And they were all hoping not to make the playoffs because they want to have a higher draft pick. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think his team is, you know, that strong at all. I, I could be convinced that Arthur's team is higher than brian's team even right yeah now. that's right um, like always yeah <laughs> now that i think about it uh but he does have nick chubb he does have Kenyon drake going into this season so oh yeah i do like um, nick chubb yeah i like nick um, chubb yeah so uh i think he'll he can lean on those guys uh and then that goes pretty much to the next for me uh the next highest which would be uh danny yoon probably at number four Mr. Commissioner. Yeah, I just really like his running backs. Obviously, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, they're just two. Any, everything that you yep. want 
in your in your yep. running back. Just you know, tons of work, tons of uh, solid. They stayed relatively healthy mm-hmm. at least last yeah, year. Derrick Henry is some monster truck. I hope. Gosh, mm-hmm. I really hope they let him loose. I mean, for Derrick Henry's sake, not for Danny Yoon's sake. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Derrick Henry is dope. Dalvin Cook, he's dope. Devonte Adams, like the perfect wide receiver one. Yeah, very consistent. Yeah, and then Devonte Parker finally broke out after what, like in year six, year five, something year like five. that. Uh, year five. We'll see, but he he does have a lot of high upside uh, receivers. Michael Hardman, uh, kill here, uh, kill Harry. I guess the jury's still out. But then uh, Alan Lazard sort of had a tiny little mini breakout. Yeah. So if anything, he has a handcuff for Devonte. And then um, he drafted uh, Jalen Ragor and uh, Chase Claypool, who I'm also pretty excited about to see. Yeah. I'm really high on Jalen Rager this year. Yeah, I think Rager is a great pick. Yeah, I mean, maybe not, you know, like in terms of receivers or tight ends, they don't really break out, you know, with those crazy boom, you know, rookie years. But um, right. Except for my all of mine last year, <laughs> every literally <laughs> every, every single, single one of one. mine last year. Yeah, but aside from that, yeah, no, it's yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll see, but you know, it, it definitely looks up. Uh, Nikhil Harry, I know it's only been one year, but I just don't really see it. I haven't seen it yet at the NFL level, even the times that he has played. Um, just struggles with separation. That's his biggest knock, I think, even when he was coming out of college. So, uh, well, I mean, we'll see about that. But overall, oh yeah, Gronk, <laughs> Gronk came is back, back nowhere. <laughs> yeah, Gronk is back. So, oh man, uh, maybe he's just running it back one more time to take Danny to the championship this year. Uh, he he's gonna start Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's consistent. Yeah, you know he's he's you good know, enough. He'll always be a top ten, you know, QB for as long as probably he's uh. Tom Brady and Edelman would look pretty good on this team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you should definitely see if he wants it. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Just putting it out there. So we are here. We have arrived at the top three, the top three power ranked teams. Who's number three? Doug and Richard. Yeah, I think uh, you can make the argument, yeah, that they're number three. I honestly see... Everyone in this, um, in the top three as kind of contenders, you know, at least for this season um, in different ways. Uh, But yeah, Doug, Richard was far and away, at least record-wise, the best team in the league last year. Um, And, uh, but this year it's kind of a question mark, right? You know, Chris Carson, you know, the guy they paid a lot of draft capital for, is he going to be? 100% 100% at any point this year. No. Um, you know, McKinnon. No. Who knows? Yeah, Fournette is, he's going to get volume, of course, and Sanders looks like he's... Garbage. Uh, really getting... Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Not not garbage. I didn't say that. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. And then DeAndre, he's great, but he's on a new offense again uh, for the first time in a long time. So hard to say for sure um if we can expect the same nuke as usual uh but apart from that you know he still has the same guys he has travis kelsey uh galladay landry who's like 
I think an underrated wide receiver, even in our standard league. Um, so yeah, I think he's, you know, deserving of a top three spot for sure. Yeah. The team's good. Definitely good. Um, I mean, I actually think, I actually think this team's better than Mike's team, but, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I could see that I mean, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't I, argue against yeah. that for sure. I actually think Mike's team's the worst in the league. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's uh, then why did you put him as number 12? It's because Pat Mahomes is getting half a billion dollars over the next 10 years. Yeah, I think that's the only reason why. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it Mike's uh Mike has the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, I think there's no arguing against that for sure. Yeah, it, it's it's nice having finally having a quarterback that can just blow up on any given week and you know score 50 50 points for me if anything and just win me the whole entire week so uh definitely nice to have that um but uh i'm definitely towards the end of my run i don't know about run but uh this little playoff run at least that i had yeah the rest of your team is whatever (laughs) a lot of question marks yeah a lot of question marks um a lot of upside question marks, if, if anything, for me, though. So uh, I, I feel like I still have a chance, but I, I've been pretty consistently like getting knocked down the first round in the past couple of years. Uh, uh, didn't really think I was really confident last couple of years going into the playoffs. And, you know, uh, a little bit of injury, uh, uh, injury history with a lot of my players and whatnot. But um, we'll kind of see where everything takes us. Uh, I drafted Akers, obviously, but... Le'Veon might have a better year this year. Um, obviously, James Conner was injured last year, so he might he might have a better year or should have a better year, obviously, than last year. Uh, Aaron Jones is obviously coming off a big year. So I have four running backs that, you know, just hopefully two of them pan out. And then uh, obviously I have Odell, who I think should be having a better year than that last year. Amari is, you know, typical, just pretty consistent in terms of what he gives me year to year. Uh, Will Fuller's in a better situation, I would think, than last year. So again, another high upside pick. But uh, feel I, I feel like a lot at times that my team is sort of like a glass cannon. Really hard to stay healthy, especially since my championship. Uh, what was that four or five years ago or whatever? But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I I think you know, despite all that, you still find a way to post. Um, a lot of points every season, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like when I look at your team, there's definitely a lot. Well, Patrick Mahomes is going to be in your starting slot for the end of time. So never going to take him out. Um, and then, you know, you you still have the same guys, James Conner. He's still going to get that feature role this year. Aaron Jones, they drafted AJ Dillon, but you know, we'll see i don't think he's gonna score the what was it like 19 touchdowns last year 16 yeah. something like that yeah, yeah. Uh, so it'll be hard to replicate that but he's still gonna get his work you have Le'Veon, who kind of has nowhere to go but up and then you know cam Akers might end up you know seizing that starting role yeah i mean your your wide receivers were a lot scarier when antonio brown was actually playing that shit crazy <laughs> when he was actually sane yeah when he was a sane guy but honestly it's looking pretty good you know you have amari who's the number one in dallas odell who even you know having a rough year last year still posted a thousand yards 
Um, and then Will Fuller, who's going to pretty much have opportunity to be the new WR1 in, in Texas, um, in Houston. So eh, I'm not a Fuller believer. But you know, Deshaun Jackson or Edelman might be a good fit. <laughs> no one wants Deshaun Jackson or Edelman, hey, man. Hey, you don't speak for everyone, okay? Keep your thoughts to yourself. Okay, maybe there's someone who wants him. What did you trade to get Goddard? I traded a Austin Hooper, and I think I moved up. Like, I swapped picks, but I got, like, a, a pick earlier, like, one round earlier from him. Like, I traded away, like, my fifth and got a fourth or something like that. But I see. Yeah, I, I'm pretty comfortable having the, the Philadelphia TE stack there. That was a, Yeah, that's a good trade. Yeah, I mean, Goddard has standalone value, you know, even independent of Ertz. Yeah. But if Ertz goes down... Yeah, and Goddard's like still, just gonna be exactly, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's gonna be a monster. I think also another thing that's really kept me competing year to year is my my IDP has been like secretly pretty good. I guess. Oh yeah, for secretly, sure. But my linebackers yeah. for sure have just been. Like, oh yeah, carrying yeah, you. Yeah, yeah Bobby I, Wagner, Darius. Freaking Leonard. Darius Leonard just came out of nowhere a couple of years ago. I totally didn't expect that. Yeah, even a uh, TJ Watt. You know. He, yeah, TJ Watt. Puts up some boom yeah, games. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's always nice if you can find just consistent production there with occasional boom weeks in IDP. I think that's the best that you can really hope for. Yeah, and the Watt pick, I actually thought it was a kind of a stupid pick at the time. I just picked him because of his name, essentially, but mm -hmm. and the fact that he went to the Steelers, so I thought maybe, but I, I didn't predict like this was gonna. This is how he's gonna turn out for sure. Man, I'm so I'm so sad that uh, Luke Keekley is retired. Oh yeah. Uh, it was it was time for him, man. He had a great career, so though. Good. Amazing line, so good. linebacker. Yeah. Okay, so number one, can't really argue here. DJ, DJ's team is uh, is pretty good right now, coming off this championship win, um, and uh, and you made some good moves. You made some good moves during the draft that um, that actually benefited you. You know, you have second best quarterback and sometimes better depending on the week, but Lamar Jackson, I mean, this guy is a stud, stud quarterback. Um, you got Joe Burrow in the wings and you also have Prescott. Did you, did you, did you draft Stafford in the startup draft? Uh, yeah, I think so. He's probably one of the only players that I have on my wow. team from that startup draft. Yeah. Uh, that was a long time ago. I mean, even though he's only what like 30 something like it still feels like he's now one of the older players in the league yeah and you have you have wow you have four starting quarterbacks yeah that's uh i don't know if it was by design it just kind of turned out that way um i still remember spending 250 real dollars for dak prescott uh, a couple of years ago, I don't think I expected him to be as good as he was, but um, it turned out pretty well. Uh, unfortunately, we only play one quarterback in our league, so a lot of that goes wasted. But yeah, I mean, as I said, I don't, I think, I don't see myself as just like the best team in the league. You know, there's, there's any number of us in the top three or even in the top five have a good shot at getting hot and really running the table or, you know, like just making enough to win a championship at the playoffs. So yeah, you're right. Your team's not the best. You just got lucky. It, it isn't. I, I'll be honest. Lucky. Like I, yeah, uh, my, my, my running backs took a big hit. Your running backs this off season. Suck. 
<laughs> I, uh, a lot of them kind of do. I mean, no lie for sure. Hey, you drafted a running back with the same name as you, DJ. DJ. <laughs> DJ Dallas. Yeah, that was uh, totally not the reason why I drafted. Don't lie. Him. Well, maybe, maybe a little bit, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So you know, my my running backs are not strong. They weren't strong even last year. You know, I rode the backs of uh, Eckler and Lindsey, which is to say that they didn't really carry me anywhere. Um, it was mostly my wide receivers. So uh, that'll be my uh, the same thing going into this year. You know, I'm going to be riding my uh, hopefully a healthy and uh, productive wide receivers, you know, Michael Thomas, um, Cooper Cup, hopefully Juju has a bounce back season this year. And of course, Tyreek, uh, he'll, he'll be there as well. So uh, this year, that's the way it's looking, just going to be depending on them. Um, I did trade away Darren Waller, who was kind of a big part of my season last year. So hopefully Andrew stays healthy. Um, you know, he's a type one diabetic and this is the COVID season. So, um, I'm kind of hopeful that he can stay healthy, uh, because after him, then I have <laughs> Harrison Bryant and David Njoku. So AKA it's not looking good. <laughs> if any of the Joku wants to get out, right? Did he request a yeah, trade? Yeah, yeah. But he requested a trade, but I mean, he has no. He reali- realistically has no. Yeah, you still have so. Corey Davis on your roster? Yeah, man. I'm holding out for that Devontae Parker fifth Come year on. breakout, bro. Just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. No, man. But aside from him, your wide receivers are stacked, especially having Michael Thomas. Yeah. Your weakness, and my, you know, Mark Andrews is dope. Your weakness is just definitely your, your running back. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ronald Jones. I'm a believer still. <laughs> yeah, screw Keyshawn Vaughn, bro. Who would draft Keyshawn Vaughn? He's a scrub. Hey, man, I'm a, I'm a believer too. I'll I'll take Ronald Jones and Corey Davis off your hands. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, well, I don't even want to see what kind of lowball offer you're preparing to send me for those guys. What are you guys. talking about? It's going to be a completely fair offer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean... I'm hoping that, um, you know, everyone stays healthy this year. Uh, I'm actually excited, you know, you know, going through all the teams, um, I feel excited because there are a lot of teams that can be potentially competitive this year. And that's what it's all about. You know, I think every team definitely is like on a course, like they're, they're making moves, they're kind of building. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's been fun going through this. Um, because, you know, we do this anyways on our own to just kind of like look at the, look at the league and study what everyone is doing. But, um, at least this way we can just, you know, just say in public, like who sucks, you know? (laughs) And please don't take any offense guys. We, uh, we love you all. And, uh, you know, yeah, you're, you're doing your best. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today. We'll see you guys next time. Peace out.